The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Besides the Saints winning, the most important thing to us is making the jokes. I think I might have IVF. <laughs> there were fewer stories for me to write about team behind the scenes. Now with Rob Ryan, that potential has returned because he's essentially Jeremy Shockey at 50. It's really George Costanza-ish. Oh, it is. I'm surprised they didn't say he had a house in the Hampton. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. This podcast is brought to you by the Pelican House in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on 2572 City Place Court, right off there on College Drive. They have 136 draft beers on tap. They have a 12-foot screen for the big games and 1950-inch screens for the other game. You're going to go there. You're going to watch LSU drop 50 on Ole Miss, and you're going to get the braised duck nachos and it's going to be glorious. And you're going to say, go to hell, Ole Miss. And then you're going to order another one of their 136 beer time. What more could you possibly want out of a Saturday night? The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're proud to have them as the sponsor, people. Go there, support them, because they support us. The Saints lost yesterday was, as Andrew put it on his blog, they had their guts ripped out. Um... My main thing with it, boys, was that the Saints under Sean Payton do things a certain way. They're hyper-aggressive. They onside kick in the Super Bowl. They go for it on fourth down on their own side of the field in the first quarter. That's how they roll. And at the end of the game, they're running a card trick bootleg straight out of the Norv Turner, Mike Smith. Let's trick them and hope we get a first down. If it doesn't work out, we'll punt and it'll be okay. And it's bullshit, and I hated it. Andrew, you like the call, but what I wanted was the Saints to line up in five wise and just say, God damn it, we're going to try to win this game. And if you don't, I can live with it. Yesterday, I can't. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I did like the call. And the reason, well, you know, I, there's a lot of merit to what you're saying, Ralph, and I, I think you have to make the decision at that point in the game. You know, the, there's, I believe the Patriots had no timeouts. Um, and there's, there's, I mean, you, you basically, if you run the football, you get it down to about a minute 20 um, before you have to punt. And so, uh, so you have to make that decision, right? You either throw the ball, you risk an incomplete pass, at which point the clock stops and you're giving Brady more time but maybe you give yourself a greater chance at picking up the first down or you run the football. Now, if, you, if you're going to elect to be more conservative and you run the football, that's, that's a great call because any team watching game tape knows that plays never – Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, think, I'm emptying one of my garbage cans. just collapsed? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't, I didn't know, that, I didn't know it was that loud. 
It is. It's in HD, baby. Now it's in it's in uh, surround sound. If you want to keep this sound like it is, donate a dollar. You see, you see, that's what it is. You see, that's it. That's what I bring to the thing. Is within the first thirty seconds, I do some, I make some obnoxious sound that pisses Dave off and gets Ralph to plug the. the uh, the PayPal thing. So I'm I'm doing a fucking service for you folks. Right, Dang up job. Continue, Andrew. No, so uh, the reason I like to play is y- people watch game film. They know Breeze never runs the football, and basically they got Breeze in a one-on-one situation with Chandler Jones. And I personally, I'm shocked he didn't break containment. I mean, Chandler Jones did what he was supposed to. He contained. He waited on the backside in case there was a fake, which there was. And he was there to make the play. Um, most of the time, in a, in a key situation like that, when you've got a young player that that has kind of that opening to chase the backside of the play, he's going to go for it. And I'm shocked that he didn't. I'm shocked that play didn't work. Um, and honestly, I thought it was a great – I mean, look, it, Breeze was one-on-one with the defender. And if he over-pursues on that play, he gets the first down, period. And you, you basically, if you're going to make the decision to run the football – you know they're not going to go I formation, pound it up the middle, and get the first down. So you basically gave yourself a chance to go one-on-one, and if the guy makes a mistake, then you're getting the first down. And, you know, I, I thought the call was good. Chandler Jones just didn't break containment, and he made the play. So, you know, you, you live, you, you punt, and your defense has been making stops all day, so you hope they make one more. I like, I like the call, too. I feel like Drew didn't totally commit to it, though. I feel like there was a little bit of a hesitation there on his part. I said – I said the same fucking thing yeah. to Ralph when you stepped away. I was going to jump in, and you beat me to it. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Here, 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 here. It's like he was, he, was doing, he was doing that weird, like, step where he looks like he's going to throw the ball. Like he's, like, prant- it was almost like that, that a prance that the quarterback does when he rolls out. And he, like, yeah. had his arm – it looked like he had his arm cocked back. And I'm like, okay, who the fuck's out? Who the fuck is he throwing it to? Oh wait, he's running it. Oh, okay. I think, and just to reiterate, I think if he would have just tucked the ball in and ran, he could have gotten. He either would have broken it, or and and I was saying this again before we started rolling on it. I I trust Drew Brees' football IQ to where I to where I do not believe. He would have ran out of bounds or allowed himself to get through, to get knocked out of bounds. I think if he would have sensed that the defender was about to shut was about to th- toss him out, that he would have just do- dove to the ground and let the clock run. And again, when you're dealing with closing a game out, every every few seconds counts. And again, that's two, three, four seconds of time right there. Maybe maybe uh, longer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe Ben. Look, maybe like Ben Watson got caught up in the wall in the wash, maybe a little bit. Um, I, I just, guys, I just the thing is, no, you're not. That's the whole point. You're not supposed to block that guy because you're supposed to dare dare him, leave him wide open, and dare him to chase the backside of the yeah. play. There, there are so many different ifs and buts and wouldas and couldas and shouldas about the final like four or five minutes of this game i mean it was like a fucking chess match and i mean you could have done this you could have done that and you know who knows i mean you could play this game we could be talking about this for a day and uh and still never even come to the to, to any any conclusion i mean it's just so crazy and but i think 
I think it shows you, I think it's because these two teams are very good teams. You have two quarterbacks. I mean, you had two quarterbacks. They, Drew Brees led the Saints back to, to winning, and they should have won the game. And then Tom Brady, you know, just one up Drew. Um, I mean, it was, it, it was a hell of a game. I, I think we're all going to remember this game, obviously, for maybe not for all the wrong, yeah, and maybe not for all the right reasons, but, uh, you know, this was definitely one for the ages. Yeah, I mean, you can. There, there was there was so many. I think you know, the strategy on the punt, if you know, because Moore said it was just an average punt by him. Should they have let him try to pin him deep instead of angling it out of bounds? I mean, you're right, Dave, that it that it's uh, that there's so many twists and turns to it. Um, Andrew, uh, before we let we get we let held, he's got a rant prepared. It's just going to be glorious. I, I, I don't. I got. I, I well. You see, you're, you're, you're selling it so much. It's not going to be that good. Well, maybe, but whatever. It's it's in your wheelhouse. So it's a fastball okay. down the middle, whether you hit it out of the park or not. But it's in your wheelhouse. But uh, is it about refereeing? It is, Dave. It oh, okay. is. Okay. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the fact that the Saints went on the road against the team with the best home record in the NFL since 09. They got no catches from Jimmy Graham. They got one catch from Colston. Kenny Stills let him in receiving. And they still almost won the goddamn game. Great in, point. In spite of getting screwed by the refs, Andrew. So, to me, it's a positive of that and the running game that they got in New England, is that real? <laughs> well, first of all, yeah, I, I think it's important to, to look at – I think if the Saints had gotten dump-trucked by the Patriots, um, I think we would still be able to, to say, well, you know, they went up against a good team on the road and they laid an egg. But, you know, here we are at 5-1 and one going into the bye week. Everyone else in the division is dog shit. And the Saints are tied for the best record in the NFC. Um, and then their loan losses to an AFC team on the road. So um, I think you, you've got to feel really encouraged. Now, if you're talking about the X's and O's of this particular game, I mean, the defense, once again, just came up with so many key stops. You know, I know they give up the play at the end, and then, you know, that last drive was a heartbreaker. But, uh, man, the defense just n- numerous times put the team on their back and, and the team to win on the road against Tom Brady. I mean, after his interception, hold them to a field goal on that drive was incredible. So um, I, I think, look, ultimately when the Saints get into the playoffs, hopefully, obviously, and, and hopefully they go deep in the playoffs, but when they get into those games, um, it's not just going to be on Drew Brees' shoulders. Um, and they're going to have to come up with key stops. The, the defense is going to have to make big plays like when they made the Super Bowl run, um, you know, like Tracy and, and, the, and Tracy, and they're going to Type. Is Andrew at a drive-through window? I think he might be. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually sitting in my. Is my audio bad? No, you were just like dropping in and out a little bit. Oh, oh, sorry. Is that better? Yes, better. Okay. Um, but so anyway, uh, you know, I I just felt like there there's a lot to look at and, and be optimistic about. Now the offensive line, I thought this was their best performance, and I thought the Saints ran the ball well. Um, I think. Now, you asked me, is that an aberration or is that something we can count on? Um, I, I'm, I'm still a little skeptical um, just because I know, 
they were missing Tom, Tommy Kelly and Vince Woolfork. So the Patriots are very depleted on the interior. So I think the ability to run the football on those guys is probably better than most defenses. Yeah, I think the the thing that that it didn't really surprise me. I thought Bill Belichick would dare the Saints to run, and he basically did it. And he didn't seem to rush too many people. And I actually hope teams try to do that, Dave, because it means Drew Brees will get hit less. And I don't think there's four teams in the NFL that can replicate what New England did yesterday. But let them try. Uh, But absent of that, how badly did Sean Payton get out coached to start the game? I thought it was one of his worst performances as far as far as having a team prepared and game plan wise that I've seen uh you know him and Belichick go back a ways they've got a little bond a little relationship um so I guess I guess you could say he got out coached but you know that was the first half and I would say in the second half uh, he was the one that was doing the the out coaching for the most part um Obviously, I would say whoever wins, obviously, was the ultimate out coacher, and that was Bill Belichick in the end. But uh, I, 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 I stick with Sean Payton. I, I'm okay with everything that he did. I don't feel like he, he had. I, I mean, I still would have liked to have seen the offense. Uh, you know, maybe run the ball a little bit more, maybe run some clock. I thought they could have done a few things a little, a little bit better, but, uh, I have, I have nothing bad to say about coach. Uh, I do, I do not agree with you, I guess I would say. (laughs) No, I, most people in my email, most people in my email, they didn't really agree with me today. They just, they just wanted them to, they just said, just execute better. That's what, that was what most of the emails were. But Kevin, uh, One thing that I think we can all agree on was the officiating was atrocious, uh, as bad as an officiated game as I think I've seen the Saints be involved in in a really, really long time. And I hate to blame the referees for the game, but Jesus Christ, they just Kevin, just go ahead. I don't even know what to say. I mean, where do you start, man? Where? I mean, I mean, look, you had the here's the here's the thing that got me going. Here's the thing that got me going from the get go was fuck the fucking Malcolm Jenkins roughing call. Oh, my Jesus. So that that right there had me set up for the rest of the fucking day that had me going. If that was the only thing that would have fucking had me going. Malcolm Jenkins delivers a clean, crisp fucking hit with his shoulder the receiver lowers his head into it and fucking (laughs) oh of course yeah flag flag what what fox fox replays it troy aikman himself the guy that fucking can't the guy that didn't last week didn't acknowledge that the saints were undefeated or weren't a good team Fucking Troy Aikman himself even manages to say, well, I mean, that looked, uh, I mean, that looked pretty clean to me on the replays we've seen, but hey, who am I to disagree? You're a fucking commentator, Troy Aikman. You are allowed to fucking disagree with the shield. 
I know you're fucking paid by the league or Fox or whoever to call the fucking games. So call the fucking game and actually say what you're seeing, dude. Say what you see. It didn't look clean. It, it looked clean. Then say it fucking looked clean. I don't agree with the refs. Okay? It's not like it's not like they're going to fucking change their minds all of a sudden because you disagreed with them, Troy. You can have the courage of your fucking convictions to say to actually voice your fucking opinion. You actually played the game. You played it pretty fucking well. If you have an opinion, you can voice it, okay, dude? I mean, I, I know your pal Joe Buck wasn't in the booth with you, so you might have been God. thrown off a little bit. No kidding. Thank so God. you might have been thrown off, but you're allowed to fucking voice your opinion and get stuff out there. I know John Gruden is an, gets annoying as shit, but John Gruden will just say whatever the fuck is on his mind at any point. On I love anything. that guy in some Hooters I love wings. John Gruden. Right. Like John, John Gruden will just say whatever the fuck enters his brain. He has no filter whatsoever. Okay, so there's that one right there. Then there's the fucking fan, the the timeout that wasn't a timeout with Drew Brees. I mean, and I'm thinking they, they, the the announcers again. They say he called, he went, he signaled for a timeout. I'm like, really? I couldn't tell. And then they show the replay. It's plain as fucking day. Oh, I that he was calling for a timeout. It was plain as day. I mean, my thing, my thing about that play is either give them the timeout or call a fucking delay of game. Right. Either way, there's right. no way that that snap should have been a live play. Right. Right. So then, so then, what are you doing? You're you're then you're then telling the defense, oh oh, the fucking Patriots get the ball that deep, and the fucking defense that everybody's castigating today. Not everybody. Fucking holds. Just a select few people that I think. I'm have I'm getting to them. Oh, I'll get to them. I'll get to them later. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you still got the offsides penalty to get to. Yes, continue. continue. That was the, the worst fuck? one, in my opinion. That was the worst. Hey, I'll, 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 I'll let one of you elaborate on that. One but thing, the fucking you know, defense holds them to a fucking field goal there. Holds them to a field goal on a fucking play, on a, on a series that shouldn't have even took place. And, and, and I don't even know. So then there's the offsides thing. That I apparent that I must have missed taking a taking a squeege or something, <laughs> so I missed that, and then and then fucking on the deciding play of the game. No, you forgot the bounce pass. Oh, on the fu- on the hamanamanamanamanamanamana uh, him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him. He. F- I mean, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Jesus hates Christ. He's are we watching? Are we watching the same fucking game? That actually helped the Saints, but incompetence is still incompetence. Yeah, yeah, in, right. I am a man. I am a man of consistency, if nothing else. I loathe incompetence of any sort. I loathe incompetence. So, so, the ergo, I fucking loathe NFL referees. Ergo. Okay? So, so they final fucked play. that up. Then the fucking final play, Junior Gallette. Gets fucking clotheslined like he was hard Irish whipped into the uh, into the uh, ropes there by fucking uh, by fucking Ric Flair, and then almost gets locked into a goddamn million dollar dream by the offensive lineman. And they call holding at the end of games. They had a they had a they had a game last, a couple years ago. Dallas scored a touchdown to win the game against the Redskins, and they called holding on the last they've, play because the dude called. for Dallas tackled the end for the Redskins. 
They've caught if, right. If it's blatant hey, look, enough, if, if it's blatant enough, and they know that everybody will see how obvious it is, they'll call it. And that that would have been eligible. I think right. that play was blatant enough. Golic on Mike and Mike could have it, and nobody would have. I think they could have called it, and nobody would have said, "Oh, that's BS. He didn't hold him." I think if they called it, sec- everybody would have said, "Yep, you got him." Ten second runoff. Game's over. Or, or if the guy doesn't fucking hold him, guess what? Junior Gallette is eating Tom Brady's fucking face. <laughs> he's eating Tom Brady's face like he's up on bath salts, okay? Game over. Okay? Great reference. Okay? He's fucking he – is, he is scarfing on his, fucking, on his fucking jaw right now, okay? I mean, seriously, he is checking Tom Brady's jawbone – on the on the plane ride back home as an extra carry on. That's how fucking sure I am that that was going to be a fucking sack. But no, the offensive lineman wraps the arm around his neck, tugs on the back of the jersey too, and the second Brady lets go, boom, hands let go, and the fucking refs decide some horse shit as uh, he went, he ran through it. He ran through the holding. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Can we get a ruling from Mike Pierre? Does somebody does some is there is there is there an official at SB Nation, like a referee honcho at SB Nation that can make a ruling on this? Because I, I don't know that what that ruling is. I don't know what that ruling is. It's either holding or it's not. Right. right. It doesn't matter if you right. run through it. <laughs> right. You either it's it's either black or it's white. There is well, the I, I think either he man he tried to hold him, but he was he failed in trying to hold him. Maybe. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Unfucking believable. So somebody talk about the offsides and then come back to me later about some of the other stuff because I'm I still got bullets in the chamber. Well, okay. The I still one, got I still I still got rounds to fire. Andrew, here's the thing: with the, the way the NFL is nowadays is that with that Malcolm Jenkins, that awesome hit that he laid. The first thing I thought of is they're going to throw a flag. Yeah, I mean, I That's actually just the way thought the NFL is that, nowadays. I almost wish yeah. players wouldn't do that as much because the odds are the referee sees it flag. That's just, that's the thing. I mean, it, it happened very fast, and it looked like there was some helmet contact. Not not that Jenkins initiated it, but that play happens quick, and and you see some helmet contact and. It's a big hit, and you know that that flag is going to come out 50% of the time. So I, I actually can live with that. I can live with the Galette hold because I, I just think I mean you could call a hold on almost any play in the NFL, and so I mean they blew it. But again, that's that's a judgment call, and you know you're trying to look at five linemen at the same time, and and you know the umpire is sometimes going to miss that one. So I can live with both of those. Uh, the timeout thing with Drew Brees was unacceptable in my opinion, because he clearly calls it. And if he didn't get it off in time, then it's delay of game. Right. So it's, but, but the timeout clearly came before the snap. So you've either got to give him the timeout or the delay. Um, and then, you know, the, the offsides thing, it's just, you know, Breeze fakes the snap. The, the defensive lineman creates contact, comes in the neutral zone. The offensive lineman moves. How many times have we seen that? How many times have we seen that? And it gets the same call every time. I don't know. I, I just, I seriously don't even understand how they can justify that. No, I, that that was that was as bad. That was it was a, it was as poorly as an, an officiated game as you'll see. And I'm not just talking about where you might have a couple of calls at the end of the game. I mean, it was just piss poor from start to end. 
Is my is my audio okay? Yeah, I'm yeah. Cutting out. Okay. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, Dave, you yes, managed to get nine million people to Canal Street Chronicles <laughs> with the picture of Junior Galette getting held. Uh, I would say, would you? This is maybe as angry as I've seen the Saints fans in a while over ref over officiating. Is there any merit to that fourth timeout thing? No, it was no. Screw up. Okay, okay. No, people were thinking that the broadcast graphic was correct when the broadcast graphic was incorrect. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I would say that this is definitely the most heated I've ever seen fans about officiating, and it's up there as far as as heated as I've ever seen fans ever. Uh, I mean this this whole. Um, I mean, in particular, the, the the holding or the non-holding call at the end of the game. I mean, they are all over the Internet uh, stating their case and trying to make it known that the Saints should have won this game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty wild out there. It's uh, There's a lot of people out there. This, all, all the Saints fans are coming out of the woodwork. They are. Kevin, is there any final thoughts on the officiating before we get to other things? Uh, are you? Does it? Do you the check is in the mail. <laughs> done. The do check done. is in the mail. To, 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 there. To, to, to borrow to steal a quote from Big Trouble in Little China, the check is in the mail. <laughs> I, I hey, by, the, by the way, Dave, I just saw the article you posted on Canal about Mike Freeman. I, I just read that. Article. Oh, fuck. What happened? What a, what a fucking asshole, man. Are you uh, sure? What, what happened? He's, what he's, he's, sucker. He, I mean, that's like as, as trolling as, as, as trolling as it gets. Oh, he God. basically called, he basically called, uh, Tom, he, he called Sean Payton and I quote, arrogant and dumb. Is that right, Dave? Oh yeah. Nailed it. So once again, Bleacher Report, you know, yeah, the, the Saints, they're arrogant when they run the score up, and they're arrogant when they play conventional football. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He underestimated Tom Brady? Yeah, that, that was you, his words. He underestimated Tom Brady. Kevin, Get the said, fuck out of here, Kevin, Mike Freeman, with that. He says, Kevin, he says, the Saints didn't take their first loss 30-27 to 27 on a last-minute Brady miracle drive just because Peyton choked the game away. That would be too simple. He did something far worse. He did something that is actionable arrogant and just flat out dumb he underestimated brady horseshit how, how does that make you feel kevin horse i mean that kind give, of reporting yeah, give, brady an, give, brady, un, give brady an inch he'll send you a postcard from super bowl media day yeah, yeah okay so the same fucking un, unbelievable unbelievable it too far consecutive fucking drives in the last three minutes of the game. They got him to go four and out. And then they fucking picked him off on the next possession. And in the next possession, he finally gets one on a fucking wing and a prayer when his offensive line is holding Junior Gallette. More insulting. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. Here's some fucking luggage and some Lee press on nails. Congratulations. No, it wasn't it wasn't like Sean Payton passed up. It wasn't like he kicked the field goal to make it 27-23 or passed up a fourth and one and punted. I mean, 
you know, I think he should have been more aggressive. You but, know, if, Peyton, if if the team executes, then Peyton looks yeah, like a genius. So yeah. it's not really Peyton. It's not no, Peyton. No, I mean, the, you can quibble a little bit with the play call, but but that's just that's just troll tastic. And and oh, by the yeah, way, Skip I mean, look, Bayless look, was look. Being let's not let's not let's too. not even talk about Mike Freeman because honestly, this wait is a minute, no, 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 hold, hold, the, hang on a second. It's easy to slobber over Brady's greatness. I'm doing it here, and he was brilliant. Fuck you in your ear, pal. He was not brilliant. Until that fucking wing in a prayer, he was being held scoreless for the second consecutive week. So fuck right off on that one, okay, pal? You can go fuck yourself on that, okay? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. That pass Unbelievable, that he threw dude. Where Vicaro got Unbelievable. Beat, um, he missed that, man. Yeah, no, he was Unbelievable. Brady was Brady missed that both quarterbacks weren't that good yesterday no, except at the I agree. end. No. Tom Brady missed the touchdown. Breeze mixed missed Nick Toon on the easiest goddamn throw he'll ever have. Yep. Um, you know, um so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't great quarterback. It was great moments, but um Dave, as we get back to football, we can always bring it back around to your BFF, Mark, or former BFF, Mark Ingram. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember him. Kyrie Robinson, uh, does he need to get more carries? Does, yes. yes. Well, as far as sprawls, I'm saying run sprawls less and give those to him. I don't know. You, you got to run sprawls that way to keep defenses honest. You can't just always put in sprawls and then just throw it to him. That's going to get too predictable. So you got to you got to give sprawls his his fair share of of just straight up handoffs. And and you know what? He he does fairly well on on, on regular between the tackles runs. Um, I just I think they just got to keep doing what they were doing. I liked what they did against the Patriots. Um, honestly, I think they could have done it a little bit more. They could have just grinded it out a little bit more. I agree. Um, once, once they had the lead, um, but it was working. Uh, it was working. It, yeah, I, I mean, Pierre Thomas had like what? I, I mean, Fifty yards. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, uh, yeah, he had eleven carries for fifty yards. So he was going at five yards a clip. So I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm happy with where they're at. I think that honestly, if they want to get more out of it, then they just need to put more into it. Uh, in other words, I think if they want to have a better running game, then all they need to do is just do it more. I think it'll be there if they if they need it. Yeah, it, it's interesting, Kevin. Um, your BFF Kenny Stills had himself quite a little game and and uh, tried to break Twitter with sort of a semi hail mary catch. I'd I'd put it as. Um, What's his sort of ceiling the rest of the way? He he may end up being he may end up actually being uh, like a, a Robert Meacham 2.0. I mean, he's just going to he'll he'll vanish for a couple of weeks or maybe get like one catch for fucking 15, 16 yards. And then one week he'll come out of nowhere. Boom. Three catches, 85 yards, touchdown or four catches, 125 yards, something like that. But hey. He, you know, Drew Brees fucking fitted in a goddamn uh, doggy door, and and uh, Stills came came up with it with two with two defenders. So hey, Neiman Marcus spending spree for him. <laughs> yeah, Robert Meacham isn't Robert Meacham, that's for sure. No, he was no. wearing and he was wearing like some sort of gray onesie underneath his. It was kind of weird looking. Um, and I I I had to desperation. Well, who knows what Kenny Stills is wearing under his gear? I, 
<laughs> I, for, I forgot that I had Brian Hartline as my third wide receiver, and I had to go and uh, buy a Robert Meacham scratch-off fantasy lottery ticket. Uh, oh, not good. But not good. <laughs> on your fantasy team, there were a lot of other guys you could have picked up, I think. At wide receiver in a, in a yeah. league where everybody starts three? Not really. Kenny Stills wasn't available? No. Oh, no. wow. No. Uh, you could have found somebody. Uh, I didn't. Well, Dave, to be honest, it was 250 when I started looking. So I was. Uh, I picked up. Um, I picked up Pandon Doss Sunday morning. That's and Sunday morning. That's not 250 in the afternoon, though. Well, I. Well, at that. I yeah, that, that limit that limits your <laughs> options to like the three games that are yeah. left. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, I was not. I was not on the ball in fantasy or anything. I was a. It was gambling apocalypse in the mall. Well, then you de- then you deserved Meacham. I did, and it was gambling <laughs> apocalypse in the Marlboro household this weekend. It was ter- It was terrible. The only the only bet that I won was the Tulane Green Wave plus ten and a half. Wait, didn't you didn't you bet Jacksonville? No, I didn't. I ended up not doing it. I ended up good move. Not. I, I mean, I picked it in my column, but I didn't wager on it. No. No. Uh, Andrew, Jimmy Graham, ESPN says he's going to be okay with his foot, hopefully, and he'll be able to come back after the bye. Uh, how does his injury complicate, uh, his contract negotiations? I I don't think it does at all. I mean, unless it's something that's going to linger and affect his performance, um, to the point where he really struggles the rest of the year or something like that, and maybe... Maybe that saves the Saints, you know, five million over a five-year deal or something, you know, or two point five million over the life of the deal. So, I, I, I don't think it has much of an impact. Um, you know, I will say I failed Jimmy Graham in my grade. Gave him a big he, fat F. I gave him an F, and and I, you know, honestly, the thing that was most that was disappointing a- to me, um, as far as Jimmy Graham is concerned, is that he just he just stopped trying. I mean, it got to a point where. He was getting owned by Aqib Tlaib, and I don't care how good he is as a corner. I, I don't care. Jimmy Graham is, is still has size on him. He still has the catching ability. He still has the wingspan. He still has size on him. Um, so he can still make plays out there. And you know, he dropped two catchable balls, balls that he usually makes. He wasn't running his routes. The effort was poor. And I think Jimmy Graham just kind of, kind of got lazy. He kind of realized that the Patriots were scheming for him and that um, he he realized, I guess, that Breeze was going to go somewhere else and instead of plugging away and he just wasn't getting the football, he wasn't getting any action, and so he just said, oh, I'm just going to go through the motions. And for me, that's what was most disappointing about Graham. And um, I do think um, th- this is a learning experience for a lot of guys on the team, but particularly the offense. Um, you know, they've struggled so much to run the football um, and the offensive line hasn't been great. So this offense is actually, you know, we, we've talked over the years about how great Breeze is at getting everyone involved and how uh, the offense is really diverse. This year, I don't think they've been diverse at all. I think the, the offense has really relied on Jimmy Graham and Darren Sproles in the passing game, and fortunately for them, it's worked most of the time. Um, but I think we saw in this game that another team had an answer for those two, um, and the Saints had nowhere to go. And, yes, they got Ben Watson involved a little bit and Kenny Stills involved a little bit, and those guys made some plays. Um, but 
the Saints are going to need to do that more often because teams are going to start to focus on Sproles and Graham and try to stop them. And obviously they're not going to be as effective at shutting them down. But you look at Breeze, he threw 36 passes in this game. 18 of them went in the direction of Graham and Sproles, and he only completed six of those 18 attempts. So half of his attempts were going to two players, and he went six for 18. And you look at the number, he's forcing the ball to, to those players too much. And so um, I think this this offense, the, the lesson I think from this game is, yes, Graham and Sproles are your weapons. Those are the guys that the offense goes through. But if, it, if a defense is going to game plan and they're going to come up with a good scheme to stop those two, then this offense needs to do a better job of spreading the ball around, which they haven't done this year. I am getting worried about Marcus Colston because it seemed to me, guys, that this is the this was the tailor-made game of, especially in the third and fourth quarter, where you go, oh, yeah, Marcus Colston's still in the Saints. He caught seven for 85 and a touchdown. <laughs> and it never yeah. happened. And it was it, – it, oh. I'm worried that he that he's just not – Right, Dave. Go ahead. Agree, disagree. What, Colston? Yeah, something's wrong with him. I just... Oh, no, I don't... I Do you don't... feel it in your bones? I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think anything's wrong with him. I, I mean, I, you know, sometimes he's... I, I think, if, if anything, I just... I don't think he was necessarily part of the game plan. Maybe they had a different game plan going into this game. I mean, Colston has, has disappeared every now and then for like a game. Um, I don't think that's unusual. Uh, and I mean, he, he, he was targeted on that play at the end of the game and he did come up big on one of those scoring drives. I mean, he was involved. It wasn't like he was Jimmy Graham where he was completely shut down. Um, but, uh, I don't think anything's wrong with Colston. I mean, I think in the season he's been fine. Other than this game, I really think the Saints should have milked Ben Watson a lot more in this game. They, they numerous times he was covered one on one with a linebacker, and uh, that, that's a mismatch you want. And uh, I, I just think Breeze, um, especially with the attention they were paying to Graham, should have milked that a lot more. Uh, Kevin, Rob Ryan looked so Ooh. very, Ooh. very sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the guy from yeah. Sports Nation, Jason Kirk, used is using it as his avatar now. I was gonna uh, say there's probably some good gifts out there. There probably is. It, it probably is some good gifts. Uh, but but that aside, Kevin, uh, this defense is on pace for fifty uh, some odd sacks. And here's my question to you: Is it? Likely that the Saints are going to have two double-digit sackers on their defense in in Galette and uh, Cameron Jordan. Can you, Joe? Yeah. Can you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hi, Paul. I, I I don't really I don't really have an answer for that. I just don't. I know I'm going to be fucking honest. I don't. I'm just impressed that the team got. I'm impressed that the team got five sacks on Tom Brady. Hell, now, at this rate, Jenkins might have double-digit sacks. <laughs> right. I, I mean, just – I mean, they're they're connecting unlike the, uh, unlike, uh, unlike the season before. And it's not like and, – and you've written about this. It's not like they're committing everything but the kitchen sink like they were in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Greg era. 
they're just fucking mixing shit up and, and confusing the shit out of people. So it's not like fucking Tom Brady was was untouchable in this entire game, Mike Freeman. It's not like fucking Tom Brady just walked on water here all, all, all over the hapless saps that, that was the Saints defense. No, the Saints defense roughed him up. His fucking his his uh his fucking ten dollar haircut got mussed up pretty good, okay? So don't make it sound like the fucking defense were was a bunch of chumps and and they're fuck and we're fucking lucky that the Patriots only put up thirty. You can fuck you can fuck right off with that. Okay? You can fuck right off. Yeah, I mean, they sacked him five times, and really, he got out of some sacks that I was like, Tom Brady just got away? How the hell did that happen? I mean, it felt like it could have been seven or eight. Maybe not the ten that Kansas City had, but a lot. Uh, Yeah, I started them on my fantasy team. It was awesome. (laughs) They were my high score for the week. Did you guys hear my wife cutting up the apple in the kitchen? Uh, Barely. Okay. Um, It's no hand rinsing. No, no it's not. Yeah. You got to step up your game, Juge. <laughs> Put your ass in that kitchen. Since we don't have a game this week, and the Saints are on a bye, uh, the Atlanta did end up losing last Monday when we had the glorious podcast uh, where we were making fun of them. They're one and God, five. That was amazing. They play Tampa, so maybe Tampa could beat them, and then we could have dueling one and fives in the no, NFC. The, the Falcons are one and four, right? One and didn't they yeah, had a bye, didn't they? But if they yeah. but if they would lose to Tampa, then they could be one and five. But they could they could lose to Tampa. It could happen. Uh, yeah, they're pretty. I mean, their defense is pretty awful because Geno Smith looked like uh, Warren Moon, and then he went back to looking like Geno Smith against the Steelers, who were before that winless. Um, yeah, Tampa's got a good defense. They do. They're just their their coach is a Cro-Magnon idiot, and uh, <laughs> their 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 facility has the Black Plague. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, the lo- locusts have invaded the Tampa Bay facility. It's it's not locusts. I think it's worse than that. It's like a flesh eating, like a <laughs> flesh eating black death. <laughs> uh, but oh, you guys. <laughs> But I mean, Kevin, as you look around the NFC, is there anybody that you're like, they are at the Saints level or they're better? Well, I mean, well, well, you know what? I'm going to say something and I'm going to step back and then I'm going to let fucking you guys handle it. And then I'll and then I'll get excited and then I'll jump in at the end. But. Do me a favor and repeat the question, just so I can, you know, since who, I've telegraphed my maneuver here. Who, repeat the question. Who in repeat the, the question. Who in the NFC is the equal or better than the Saints right now, in your opinion? Huge fastball coming down the pipe. Well, mm. I mean, clearly, clearly, it's, I mean, it's anybody's fucking conference because, I mean, as we all know, typical Saints – Blowing oh. another game. Oh, they can't god. get it done. Oh my god. We're tagging. We'll <laughs> yeah, Andrew, you can address that or we can get that to the worst Twitter of the week. Worst Twitter of the week. We got Mike, so many candidates. We do. That we segment do. is taking sweeping the country. You no, know, we need we need a jingle for the worst Twitter of the week. We just, do. you know, so that's before that segment starts, you know, there's a nice catchy little thing in there. Yeah. 
It's time for Ben Twitter of the week. Doot, doot, doot. Ben Twitter of the week. Boop, boop, boop. Those tweets, they really suck. But Kevin, don't give a fuck. It's Ben Twitter of the week. Boop, 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 boop. Ben Twitter of the week. Doot, 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 doot. Hey! Oh my god. <laughs> I think we you yeah. recorded that, right? Uh, yeah. It, it all records. So now we're just going to get to. Uh, the bad Twitter of the week. So Andrew, go with the the same old Saints. Explain well, okay. Well, for, well, there, 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 there's actually three. There's three candidates here um, for worst. And obviously, I think we know who everyone's going to pick. But I want to at least call out three people this week. Um, we've got Juan Scrotes with, of course, the same old Saints, typical Saints refrain. Um, number two is Miss Hullabaloo, uh, the Tulane fan who somehow takes compliments from uh, Ralph and I about Tulane football and how they're doing and gets defensive and turns them into insults or takes them as insults. Shreveport, is it good enough for you, Tulane? Yeah, seriously. Um, and that's just terrible. Um, but all, and, and lastly, Jeff Duncan, once oh, again, Duncan. trolling, oh, trolling the whole city of New Orleans by reminding everyone that he called the, called the game, the final score, and in all caps, exactly right. In all caps. Oh, um, Jesus. So for me, I mean, but so Jeff Duncan being Jeff Duncan again, as if he could be any more hated in New Orleans right now. Um, but for me, the pick, you know, look, for me, it, it's – and I, I was telling you guys about this before the show. I spent my entire infancy as a fan and my entire time growing up and in, in being a Saints fan, being told by the older generation that the Saints aren't going to win – that they always blow it, that anytime a game's close or anytime there's a chance for them to get to the next level, they're going to shit their pants. And once again, that mentality creeped in when the Saints are 5-0. and They've been to the playoffs four out of the last seven years. They've been to the NFC Championship. They've won a Super Bowl. They have three division titles. They've sent numerous guys to the Pro Bowl. The, ta- the roster is laden with talent, top to bottom. They actually have a defense that's playing really well right now. And someone is going to throw in my face at 5-1, and one, same old Saints. Are you fucking kidding me? No, that you can't say same old Saints. Once Tracy Porter crossed the goal line in Miami. Hey, hey we, we've graduated dumb. from that shit, man. Yeah. We have. We have. This genera- See, this generation should have nothing to fucking worry about – well, not worry about. Should have nothing to fucking go on in terms, in terms of overwhelming negativity because, yes, the for- growing up, the formative years, all nightmares, the fucking Vikings in the playoffs, the fucking Eagles in the playoffs. We've all got those fucking stories. But wait a minute. Lo and fucking behold, since 2006, this team has, you know – yeah, there was a seven and nine, a seven and nine, an eight and eight, blah blah blah. But guess what? This fucking team has been entertaining, good, fantastic, qu- quality, all the well. best. That the best, varying fucking degrees of not shitty. Oh, and by the way, Sean Payton in his last fifteen games as Saints head coach in regular season, you know, oh, he's fourteen and one. Yeah, you're gonna throw in my face. You're going to compare Sean Payton after losing on the road to Tom Brady and the Patriots. You're going to compare Sean Payton to fucking Hank Schramm and Wade Phillips. I don't think so, man. 
I don't. I don't think so. Speaking of old school Saints coaches, I broke out the Tom Fears. We're home. done. We're done with that shit. Get yeah. that shit out of here. All right, uh, Dave and me solicit questions on Twitter, so we're going to get to those before me and Kevin announce an exciting new uh, contest. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. But you know what? Real quick, I know we – I just want to I wanna go back and backtrack real quick, cover our tracks, make sure we're all good. Uh, Juan, we love you. You have a tremendous track record. We do oh, yeah. love you. But he might have been I, no, no, no. He's an enjoyable follow Yes, he is an enjoyable follow. Give him a follow, folks. He does deserve it. But that tweet just fucking set us off. Okay, so please go on, Ralph. All right, so we get me and Dave solicited questions. Uh, so I'm going to uh, ask him. So, Dave, why don't you take the first one? Uh, can we ditch the Charles Brown project already? already? Uh, um, and go to what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I guess this person is assuming he's talking. I mean, Teron Armstead is going to jump in there, but um, oh, no, I, I think, think I think Ralph wants Joshua Hill at left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Jonah Hill? What? <laughs> womp, womp. I, I think uh, Charles Brown is your starting left tackle as long as he can walk. Um, so I think he might as well get for the season. Um. Uh, Kenny Kenny Stills over under on catches. Uh, Kevin, for the year? Uh, yeah, I I, I barely heard you. You wanna uh, could you repeat that one? Kenny, one more how many catches will Kenny Stills have at the end of the year? Shit, what's he at right now? Uh, I don't know. Well, hang on, we're gonna find out because I would, I would guess he has six catches, seven catches this year. It's if I had to guess. Kenny Stills, three, six, four. Uh, he has 10 catches this year for 198 okay. and one touchdown. So I will say, and what are we, six games in? Uh, 23. Carry the one. 23. Carry the one. I will say he's going to wind <laughs> up. I'll say he's going to wind up with 28, and he'll have five touchdowns. Ooh, that's not, not bad. I'm going to say more than that. I'm going to say I'm going to say 35 catches. Ooh, wow. That'd be yeah, a, that's well, cool. If Lance Moore comes back, he's not catching 35 balls. Well, that's the thing. When's Lance Moore? That that was a thing, and that's another thing that we totally missed. You know, not having Lance Moore, that would have been pretty nice on those third and mediums at the end of the game. Truth. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you 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 get so we get so wrapped up in the officiating and this and that, we kind of forget all the guys they're missing. You know, um, but uh. Andrew, well, Dave, do you, do, do you have any questions? I had a lot of questions about the officiating. Do you have any questions that you guys Well, that submitted? was actually a good segue because um, my buddy Phil Watson uh, asked Phil Watts, Randy Watson. <laughs> what? Asked me on Twitter, uh, you know, what's, what's my take on the lineup moves going forward, um, specifically uh, Victor Butler and John Vilma. Are they going to hit IR, or are they, or are they going to go back on the active roster, and is somebody going to get released? Um, and honestly, I forgot about both of them, <laughs> um, you know, which is why I thought your last point was a good segue because you yeah. mentioned Lance Moore, um, which is awesome because I think that means the Saints have a lot of playmakers and they just keep on rolling. So uh, I, I don't think Vilma and Butler are going to play again. I, I think they're probably going to go to IR. Butler in particular. Vilma, I have no idea, but um, 
Vilma may never play ever again. I don't know. Um, I, I think they go to IR. I, I think I think what we have now is pretty much what we're going to have moving forward. Anybody else? Is, is, no, is, I mean, I, I think there's a decent chance Vilma plays. I mean, look how much Roman, Har- Roman Humber, um, you know, despite the fact that they kind of have your two traditional middle linebackers in Hawthorne and Lofton, um, they still found a place for Ramon Humber, Ramon Humber in the uh, game plan uh, this week. So I think if Vilma's back and Vilma's healthy, um, look, they're, they're playing their best guys and they're finding ways for these guys to play and do what they do best, um, which is what I like the most about this Rob Ryan defense. You know, He's getting Malcolm Jenkins around the line of scrimmage. He's blitzing them. He's giving them a chance to do things that he, where he can make plays. Um, so, if Vilma plays, if he's available and he's healthy enough to play, I, I do think the Saints will activate him and they'll get him in there and um, they'll put him in a position to make plays, you know. And uh, so um, maybe that's not your traditional outside linebacker or middle linebacker. Maybe it's some hybrid thing that they kind of create for him. Uh, but, uh, look, that's kind of been Rob Ryan's motto this whole season. Yeah, I mean, I just I, – I don't see – Victor Butler for sure is not going to play, and I just yeah, he, don't see. Yeah. I, I just think I just think Vilma's knee was shot, and I think it was a, I think it was an atta, I think it was a attaboy thank you by the Saints to keep him on the roster. I mean, yeah, you know that's my opinion of it. Uh, before we get out of here, me and Kevin have a uh, a fun, exciting contest for all our our followers. You know, we're trying to we're trying to generate donations. You know. Get people to donate out of the goodness of your heart, and people have, and we appreciate every single donation. But we felt like me and Kevin felt like you know we had to offer people something, uh, a prize or something yep. that, that was a value. Kevin, put your right. pants back on. Well, well I, I mean, well, well, I was gonna, well, I was about, I was gonna say, you know, the prize is gonna be uh, framed portraits of me drinking beer in the bathtub. I I, I thought that was obscene. Uh, And we also thought about maybe Kevin could like suplex uh, stuffed animals and that you could say, Kevin, I want you to suplex a table. But that wasn't worth it. So what we decided to do was, you know, and this goes back to to Andrew's thing of uh, people giving the Saints shit about it's the same old Saints. If if you have a a relative in your family – that's not a Saints fan, and they're obnoxious, and they drive you crazy, and you hate them, or you don't really hate them, but they do drive you crazy. Me and Kevin, if you would like, will call them and insult them for you. If you have Uncle Jim, who's a <laughs> Dallas fan, and you're like, I, I want Uncle Jim to get insulted. On you Thanksgiving. Can, on Thanksgiving, you can enter our contest for a dollar. And we will raffle off a a winner that we will call the relative of your choice and insult them on the podcast for 90 seconds. All you have to do is donate a dollar and you're entered. It's real easy. Just click the PayPal Man. button. It's not worth much, but it is worth a dollar. I mean, this I mean, awesome. I want to get in on this raffle. I mean, there's, I mean. I have family members that don't even like football, but I'd still love for Kevin to insult them. Yeah. Well. Okay. And, oh yeah. Wait. Wait. And and I'll add an addendum to this. The thing will start at midnight Central Time tonight. So and 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 if you donate more than a dollar, that's one extra entry. Yeah. So so if you donate ten, that's ten entries. Yeah. And also too, 
anybody that's donated at least twenty dollars, we're gonna have a special raffle for you people because we love you and we don't want to leave you out. So there's like six, there's like about six or seven people that have donated at least twenty dollars. You guys get a special raffle. We'll be in contact with one of you people if you want to have a relative or friend who's not a Saints fan get insulted on the podcast for up to ninety seconds. Maybe we should just call Jeff Duncan and insult him. <laughs> no, but we need to raise money. But like, nope. call. Right. Actually, call I'm, I'm donating. I'm donating twenty dollars, and Jeff Duncan is my pick. Hey, but you have, have, have to have a phone number. Doesn't he have a phone number? I mean, couldn't we? I mean, wouldn't it just be great to just leave a voicemail? <laughs> that would be. Can good. we do that right now? <laughs> Remember when we called Sean Pamplon? We did. That was great. Yeah, that was, that was great podcasting. Great. So, um, so you know, go to pay, go to the page, click on PayPal, donate a dollar, get in the raffle. Give them the and, link. You're not even giving them the link. What's well, the, the link? link is uh, let me yeah, what? Pull it. It's uh. You sound like George Costanza there. <laughs> give him the link. I don't know what you're saying. You gotta give him the link. <laughs> Chronicpodcast.podbean.com. There you go. And go click on, movies. click on PayPal. Donate a dollar. It's only a dollar. You spend more than you know. You spend more than that on Starbucks. Cups of coffee. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. You know. And wouldn't it be great for Uncle Jim, who's a Bears fan, to just get insulted by Kevin? Hell, he'll get insulted by British Kevin. Wait, you know, you know what I Sir think? Sir Kevin. Ooh, yeah. Dude, we can have Sir Kevin come out and, uh, and ruffle some doilies. Oh, you know you know what I think would be good? Maybe maybe if we could give him a sample of what it might be like right now. Yeah. Kevin, you can insult me. Go ahead. Just knock it out for like 60 seconds. <laughs> you f- – you, I mean, Jesus H. Christ. Boy, you fucking – how the fuck did you end up marrying out of out of your uh, out of your league, pal? I mean, boy, you I mean, dude, you outkicked your coverage and then fucking the entire the entire special teams then decided to line up single file on the on the other side of the field, man. I mean, that is just there wasn't even there was there was no blocks needed, blown coverages left and right, and the fucking return man just guns it into the end zone. I, I mean, sweet Christ, man. Half of you, half of you don't work. That half is, of you it, don't it work. True. And you it are pulling down. You are, hashtag Andrew tried to get it tweeted. Trending. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> you are fucking pulling down. I mean, you are pulling down a hot Mexican wife and fucking half of you don't work. The one I man. Unbelievable, did. man. I'm Unbelievable. Like, I'm like the guy from The Fugitive. <laughs> you, you're the <laughs> – I mean – God damn it, man! man and, and and now now I feel guilty for making fun of you. Yeah, I feel don't, dirty. Don't every it's it's a good joke is a good joke. You can make fun of me as long as it's funny. The, the only time I get mad is if it's not funny. Uh, yeah, you're, I feel an, dirty. you're you're an idiot because you think Tulane is going to a bad bowl. Dude, all right, dude. We'll end on that. Look, Tulane people, LSU went to Shreveport. After the Curly Holman Dark Ages. If LSU can go to Shreveport, you can go to Shreveport with a smile on your face. You go, you go to Bossier City, you get shit faced, you gamble, <laughs> and then you stumble over to that uh, uh, piece of shit stadium, Independence Bowl, and you dump truck some whack team, and you drive home. And you, dude, you're gonna Trump. win. Tulane is gonna probably win eight games. 
It might be a sign of the apocalypse. Their, their next four opponents are like a combined three and twenty-three. I mean, I wonder if Curtis Johnson is going to be your coach next year to open your new stadium. That's how good your season might be. So go to Shreveport with a smile on your face. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's if fucking Central Michigan doesn't lure Curtis Johnson away. Oh my God, Miss Hubble. <laughs> have just obscenities in your Twitter feed, Mister. Oh, whatever, man. I, hey, look, I got a smoke. I got some smoking hot blondes that started following me after I tweeted my fucking uh, tub pictures. So, more tub <laughs> pictures could be coming, folks. I'm warning you in advance. Oh, God. God, I think I just threw up in my mouth. But are they fembots? <laughs> are these real women or are they fembots? Probably. No, no. I mean, apparently they're real. Apparently oh, they're real. Oh, my God. Uh, on that note, uh, we'll see you next week uh, after the Saints have a bye. And if I'm not a lazy son of a bitch, maybe I'll rustle up a guest for when the Saints play the Bills. Uh, and on that note, go to Saints Nation and read Andrew's grades. He's flunking people ref- left and right. He does not grade easy. Uh, go to Canal Street Chronicles where Dave is going to have like a million hits today. No kidding. <laughs> and Kevin may or may not have a power ranking this week. So... Why wouldn't you go there? So, you know, on that note, for Andrew, for Kevin, for Dave, I'm Ralph. Be safe until next week. Uh, There it is. Same old, same old Saints. Bring back Bob Phillips. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.